0: And now for something completely
1: different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a wowser bowser Wednesday because God is in charge of this crazy bus called The Christian Journey. First and foremost, this will be a redo Part 2, because last week we were going to do the introduction to spiritual gifts, and we got about a fourth of the way through. So I'm going to use the same intro material, but just teach from where we left off. So let me just start off by saying this. I'm just trying to be honest in this process the best I can. I have been feeling, and as I've been telling many of you, the pull, the nudge, the redirection, back into reviewing some spiritual gifts and the supernatural stuff. The problem with this is it gets, gets easy for people to get caught up in it way too much, and that is not the intent of my sharing. My intent in sharing is just to ensure that we remain available for the Lord to use and to do things in our lives, whether we understand it all or not. To that end, I will do my best to communicate with you from my heart that our awareness needs to be better than ever. Next, the first thing I'm going to do is finish the overview of spiritual gifts. By overview, I'm pretty sure you understand what I mean. We're going to look at it from that helicopter point of view, as opposed to being in the middle of the forest and looking at all the trees all around you. But I definitely want you to understand something. It's really important regarding the entire theology. You do not... I cannot stress this enough. You do not have to agree with me to fellowship with me and be a part of this ministry, okay? The only person I agree with 100% is myself yesterday. Tomorrow, I could be disagreeing with myself today. You all know that's true. Let's be honest. And finally, everybody's theology, and I said this before and I love this, everybody's theology is holy, What does that mean? It does not mean that everybody's theology is sanctified, purposeful, full of pity, separated unto the Lord, and full of goodness. It means that everybody's theology is like Swiss cheese, no matter what they say, no matter who they are, no matter where they come from, or how confident they sound. The reason it's like Swiss cheese is because there's various holes in different places for different theologies. So again, you have two choices. Take the holy, put it on a sandwich, and eat it, or run away. It's
2: your call.
1: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemusincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Let me check. Yep, it's working. Okay. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, my good friends, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello,
3: lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to, kid, a dynamite.
1: Talking to Dynamite D is the same feeling you get when you finish all your personal chores and you get to just chill out. Amazing.
0: Amazing.
1: All right. Uh, a couple of things to tell you before we get uh, caught up in anything. Bottom line is, if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, we want you to have that freedom. It's a good venue to share. It's a good venue for people to pray for one another. We take what faith we have. If I have a quarter's worth and D has a quarter's worth and the caller has a quarter's worth and some of the audience has a quarter's worth, we went from a quarter to a dollar. There you go. It's just that simple. It's math. It just works that way. And so, what we're saying is, hey, let's bring our faith together. If you've got a testimony, you got a praise report, you something you want to share? Here it is. You don't have to be perfect at it. I've been, Lord know I've been sharing my testimony for forty-five years. I think one or two were really good. I think the other nine trillion were not. I'm telling you, most of the time it's just stumble, stumble, stumble. Just share. The Lord will take what's necessary and bless people with it. That's the whole point. This is his gospel, right? And then the other thing is, you know, if you got something you just like want to share, or you have something going on, great. Let's just talk it out. And if, if we can help, great. If we can't, we'll try to direct you. If we can't help you on the show, we'll try to direct you afterwards. We'll just do our best to do this. Fellowship with one another. I think that's on the radio. Yeah, I know. But amazingly, uh, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, yet you're still fellowshipping with him. Distance is not the issue. Get it? All right. Uh, Quick reminder for everybody, please be praying for your April buddies because April's almost over. Don't forget to be praying for this ministry so that we have wisdom because we ain't that bright. And then uh, pray for the audience. And then don't forget to pray for your neighbors. Because that's important, too, right? Of course it is. Here's your trivia question, and I hope you can get this one. I'm going to tell you where it is. If you already know the answer, just fire away. If you don't look it up, then you'll never forget it. In his right hand that sat on the throne was a book with how many seals in the book of Revelation? This is Revelation chapter 5, verse 1. In his right hand that sat on the throne was a book with how many seals. And by the way, this number is the most common number in the entire book of Revelation. That should be that should be your biggest clue right there. Get it? If you think you know, you can reach out to us. You can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. And or, and or you can send an email David at he must increase dot org. boy, oh boy, oh boy. Well, we're back to the spiritual gifts teaching. <laughs> I just want to say, I hope you guys are ready for this. We're going to blaze through what we covered before. I think we'll get through this one today. If we don't finish this today, this overview, we'll finish it tomorrow. Because at some point, i got to finish it because I have all these other teachings that I'm just waiting on, including healing, prophecy, speaking in tongues, and exorcisms. So... (laughs) Oh, now there. Yeah, no,
3: no, we you can't pull out. Huh? You can't.
1: Got to, got to share the whole counsel of God, not some of the counsel or that which makes one feel good. Okay, nobody cares about that. All right, don't forget what are spiritual gifts, supernatural or beyond the natural order distributions. Okay, I want you to understand something. There's a couple people that have coined a couple phrases, and I like them. I don't dislike them, so you can know. There's a phrase called gracelet. You know what a bracelet is, right? A gracelet is just a smaller gra- amount of grace, and he calls them, the person calls them gracelets. I think that's great. It's brilliant. God gives us many bracelets throughout the walk, right? What aren't spiritual gifts? They're not badges of merit. Like, oh, I'm super spiritual. I have a spiritual gift. Now that just proves you have pride, and that's bad. They're not our own. We don't own them. They're not toys to be used to make money. Right? None of that's correct. Okay? And then what we did was and we said, "Well, how many gifts have ever been listed?" So there's 27 specific gifts that are listed, but that even that's kind of eh, because eh, eh, there's many more gifts than the 27. It's just there's 27 listed, but whatever gift is necessary, we talked about the toolbox effect. When you go to get, do a job as a as a as a worker, you open up the toolbox, you get the right tool for the for the job. That's exactly how the Lord operates with his people in whatever is needed. So that's one way to think of it. We mentioned that the the purpose of the gifts was to confirm first and foremost that Jesus was authentic. We showed the passages that Jesus demonstrated and said that himself. So that's important. We talked about it confirming the gospel is true. We reviewed the four to five different verses that review that. And we also covered the fact that spiritual gifts demonstrate God's love. Another exceedingly important point. Here's the next and new one we step into. Spiritual gifts demonstrate God's power. So I want to separate that from his love, separate that from confirming the truth, and separate that from Jesus being authentic. In Luke chapter 9, verse 1 through 2, it says, When Jesus called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Again, if you think, well, that's just to the 12, well, then so is the Great Commission. You've got to be careful. And again, there's a whole teaching now, What's well, not now, but the whole teaching that this is actually the first commission because they're called to declare the gospel in power and authority. And I do think it's important to understand the difference between power and authority. We're not going to say this word means this is what the word meant back then, but it does what it means now. Power is the power. It's the dynamite. Okay? It's the dunamos, dynamite. Now, they didn't have dynamite back then, so it doesn't apply as if that's what they were thinking. But for our understanding, power is the dynamite, right? And then authority, he gave them power and authority. That's the exousia, that's the authority, that's the right. And so Jesus gave them the right, the authority, and then the power to take care of all the things that stood in their way. and An excellent illustration is this, and if you don't like it, tough. A policeman has a badge that gives him the authority, and he has the gun, and that's the dynamite. Okay, got it. So the badge gives the person the right, the gun gives them the power. You understand how that works? Well, Jesus gave that to his disciples. And Luke chapter 10, verse 9, another time. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. One of the things that people want to stay away from, and I'm not sure why, is there is always a connection when Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God being proclaimed to some form of healing. And at a minimum, it would be healing of that person's spirit or healing of that person who's going to become born again, healing of the dead spirit and the born-again spirit that's necessary in their lives. So the spiritual gifts clearly demonstrate God's power as well as his authority. They clearly demonstrate the dynamite. Of God. Isn't that cool? It's like, oh, that's just, okay, I like that, right? Who doesn't like that? That's why, by the way, when you pray in the name of Jesus, you're praying in the authority, the right of Jesus' name, his position of authority. Okay, that's just so. So now we've got those things. Now, when we come back, we're going to deal with the single most important, uh, besides authenticating Jesus' message. And the gospel itself, the next most important element about spiritual gifts. That's right, I'm going to do it. Uh, we're going to take our break, but before we do, before we do, uh, w- w- uh, how many seals said, uh, in the right hand that sat on the throne was the book of Revelation? Was how many seals? I'm sorry, this is my fault. D. The, the answer is seven. Seven, Joy, Ann, Cordelia, Deb, and Ginny All at the same time A trifecta Nice job, ladies You're really killing it today Take a break and come back You're listening to the David Spoon Experience Right here on KAAM 770 The Truth Station here in Texas Short break, we'll be back Don't go anywhere
0: Since the dawn of the internet People have been looking for a website They can be proud of Without costing an arm or a leg People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cow Punch Sites
1: That's
2: no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station.
1: Oops, sorry. That's Cow punch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull There, that's better. CowPunchSites.com dad. Let us fix
3: our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do you know how you keep going? Do you know how you keep putting one foot in front of the other? Do you know how you don't give up? Do you know how you don't quit even though you want to quit? You fix your eyes on Jesus. You see with God. When Peter went out of that boat and stepped on that water, there is no natural principle in the world, in in any normal universe, that would allow Peter to walk on water. But he did one thing well... He looked at Jesus, and as he was looking at Jesus, the Bible says he walked on the water. He looked at his situation, just focusing at Jesus. Then he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he saw the winds and the waves, and he sank. He lost the correct attitude when he stopped seeing with Jesus in the picture whatever you see whatever you face whatever you encounter do not see it or face it in the natural for we walk by faith and not by sight so everything you see you must insert the picture of jesus
1: the david spoon experience and if you can't shout sight, you'll have to up every- oh welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM seven seventy, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAA Man seven seventy, the truth station here in Texas, where apparently we're buzzing through another show. <laughs> I am I having more fun than everybody else? Pretty much,
3: Dave. Okay. <laughs> I'm
1: just checking. Okay. Uh here's your trivia question. Okay. Uh here's your, uh do we gotta play the horn. Gotta play the horn. Gotta play the horn. Gotta play the horn. All right, here you go. Here's a trivia question: How many books of the Bible did Timothy write? How many books of the Bible did Timothy write? If you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or you can send an email, David. He must increase.org. So somebody's calling in, which saves you guys an extra 30 seconds from hearing the jokes. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I look at this. When people call in, they deliver you from me, okay, sharing the jokes, right? Okay. okay, all right, okay, wait, wait, are they, are they on the air? You're putting them through? I can't, I can't tell. There's a little noise coming back there. We are, we are ready to have somebody answer the trivia question as soon as i get the big thumbs up this is dave stalling and it is time let's send the person through knock knock this is david who am i talking to hello Hello. can
3: you hear me yes i can this is anthony piper
1: hi anthony piper how are you
0: i'm very well i'm very well blessed
1: thank you amen what a blessing to hear, and I'm ble- I'm glad that you're doing well, and I ask the Lord to bless you even more, so that you I can receive just re- that. receive that in Jesus' name. All right, here we go. How many books of the Bible did Timothy write?
0: So since there's a first and second Timothy, I want to say two.
1: Okay, but did he write them?
2: Oh. None.
1: He wrote none. There you go. That's it. Right there. You got it. I
3: knew
0: that was a trick
1: question, Dave. <laughs> so it's just, just so you know, whenever we play the horn, okay? So if you ever hear the horn on the show, that means something sneaky is afoot. In other words, something sneaky is coming. And so that's always what we'll do. We'll do that. On, usually about that question, we'll play the horn going, yeah, how much did he actually write? Timothy, didn't write any. He just received them. Paul wrote them. That's excellent that. though. You got it though. You got exactly what I was looking for. And that's I appreciate your pl- you know, listening and participating. That was great. You did a great job.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And this uh I'm I'm I, I thank God cuz I'm able to uh to catch um uh, to catch the show and I'll be blessed every time. I I love how you uh, I love how you lead it. I love how just everything. I'm blessed in every way. Every time I listen to a vibe when I when I get in the car and it comes on, I'm like, "Yes, I made it in time."
1: Awesome. Praise <laughs> the Lord. That's awesome of you to say. I appreciate that. I really do. That's a blessing to hear. I really thank you for that. Yes, sir. All right. God bless. Call anytime. Okay. Yep. Yes, sir, I will. Thank you so much. Uh huh. Bye bye. All right. Great call. Okay. That was a great call. Great call. Excellent. All right. So I got four, five jokes. Let's see. One, two, three. Okay. I'm going to tell you now one will be offensive. So just ignore it. Right. And then one of them is like, meh. Okay. Okay. So just get ready. Ready? So there's five of them. You ready? We're just going to get through them because I got so much material to do. Okay. First, who is the first DJ in the world? Who was the first DJ in the world? It was Jesus because he turned the tables. See, that's pretty good. They turned the tables. Come on. That's not bad. Uh, now, this is for people that get offended on this. Uh, here's, my, here's my response. Get over it. Come on. Let's just get over it. Uh, what is the Pope's favorite book in the Bible? Right, Romans. Get it? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, What do married men have today but Adam did not have? A mean (laughs) mother-in-law. And why were all the birds of Noah's Ark kept separate from all the other animals? They were foul. (laughs) Okay, that's the best we got. (laughs) Hey. It's free. You might as well enjoy it. <laughs> That's how we look at it. All right, let's get uh, into our text. Now, here's this next portion. And, oh, my, this is priority-wise, I just can't say it. There's nothing I can say. So we talked about, you know, the gifts confirm Jesus as authentic. They confirm the gospel is true. They demonstrate God's love. They demonstrate God's power. Listen to this. And this is number six, seven. This is five, six, and seven. Okay? Ready? Five, six, and seven right they strengthen the body they strengthen the body they strengthen the body okay let me just go through this and you'll 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 track with me this is 1 corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 now to each one the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common Good. Uh, everybody has that. First Corinthians twelve seven. Uh, do you have a? Do you are you having that by chance? Do you have that in their ESV by any chance? Uh, let me
3: find it really Find good.
1: it for me and then read it for me and see what I want you to see is there is nothing that is going to happen that the Holy Spirit is is you know, going to be involved with that doesn't have the intent in a in a gathering that is not for public benefit. In other words, if the public doesn't benefit, it don't matter. Go ahead.
3: Uh, 1 Corinthians 12 and 7? 12 and 7, correct. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is giving for the
0: common good.
1: Okay, so what I'm trying to communicate that I cannot possibly communicate accurately is that the purpose of the gifts and one of the reasons why there's not a lot of gifting in the United States and not a lot of gifting in countries like ours is because people don't understand the concept, it is for others, you can say whatever you want to me about the theology, and we're going to cover that today about, you know, why they think the spiritual gifts have stopped, and we'll, we'll cover a little bit of that today. But you got to understand something about spiritual gifts and all manifestations of the power of God, and that is it is for the common good. It is not for any one person to be elevated or, or thought of as, oh, the next to the second coming is here. It's like that's not what's going on. Oh, that person's really spiritual because they pray for people and they get healed. That's not what's going on. God used a donkey to rebuke a prophet. So let's just stop and put everything in perspective. The truth of the matter is that the reason that there's manifestations of God's gracelets or his, the Holy Spirit manifesting is for everybody. For everybody to be blessed and strengthened and encouraged and lifted up. It is not for anybody to hang a medal around their neck or to shine a spotlight on themselves. This is for everybody else. And to give you a real strong emphasis in this, I just want to use this, and we're going to cover everything, but I can't cover everything in a night so or a day, so just be aware of that. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 5, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit. It's so amazing. Oh, that doesn't apply today. It's right there. I guess then love doesn't apply today. That'd be kind of dumb. Anyway, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Verse 5, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. Because people don't want to read that verse. But I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that, here it is, the most important part, the church can be edified. You see, the whole purpose and prime of of spiritual gifts and manifestations, when it's collective or not, whether it's now or then, is about the church being blessed. This isn't about the person. And this is part of the problem, I think, especially in in our country, unfortunately, We, we have unbelievably massive great wealth and we have unbelievably great massive technology and we really do a pretty good job especially compared to the rest of the world in all and, and just about everything we do not everything but many many things but there's so much arrogance in our country and it's so self-centered that for the manifestations these manifestations by the way If you go, I'm just telling you, if you go to certain countries and say, well, does uh, God, do do they have spiritual gifts? They're like, I don't don't even know what that is. Uh, But does God show up and do powerful things? Oh, miracles happen almost every day. (laughs) Why? Well, because they have faith, and it's about the community. In our situation, a lot of times people go to church to see, get this and tell me if you've ever done this, what they can get out of it. Oh, oh, you see that right there? Boy, I hope it's not a dull sermon today. Does that mean you'd like to be entertained highly? Is that what you're looking for? Ouch. (laughs) Right? Ouch. That hurts. Yeah. It should hurt because we could do better. Do, do, does everybody do this poorly? No, but do, does a, a majority of us do? A majority of us kind of blow this, and we go to church thinking of what we're going to get out of it or what we're going to receive, as opposed to honoring the Lord and collectively giving glory to the Lord. Yeah, that does happen a lot, especially if you're in church and the sermon's not to your liking, and you're planning lunch before it's over. And don't tell me you don't. You haven't done that. I've done it. A hundred times. That's wrong. That's what I'm talking about. It should be for the greater good. It should be other people. We should be there hoping that God manifests for the sake of blessing the common. Everybody, collectively, together. That's why the unity factor is a little more important than we might think. Okay? All right. All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas your break we'll be home
2: don't go anywhere have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord but just don't know how serving in ministry is a matter of devotion time and talent are you looking for a place to try and test the waters do you want to get involved come join the ambassadors initiative be an ambassador for the David spoon experience it doesn't pay great actually it doesn't pay anything But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. Then
1: they complained... To Moses against Moses and Aaron, and they said it had been better for us to die in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. Their theory in that thought process is they're thinking it'd be better for us if we just died in the wilderness or back in Egypt where we know where things were at, as opposed to going to a new land and being consumed by these big people. This is a terrible idea. There's some commentators that believe that their complaining really has to do with they, they thought it would be better to die over time in the wilderness or over time in Egypt versus going to the land and being immediately killed by these big people. And they were bumming. And look what they said. Wouldn't it be better to go back to Egypt? How quick we forget what the bondage is once you're out. Oh, how quickly do you forget the bondages that God brought you through once you're away from it? I don't remember being that bad.
2: The David Spoon Experience on 770-KAAM.
0: The Christian faith is being attacked. Fifty years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, It's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience.
1: Oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's Man 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. And this one, most of you guys know when we get to our second to last one, it's a little harder. Okay? The little clues that I'm giving everybody. This one's a little tougher. All right? This is not a trick question. So you will not hear the horn. Just got to answer it. Okay. It's one out of 66. In which book of the Bible is God not mentioned? Ha ha ha. You're like, oh, what? no, no. There's a but. In which book of the Bible? <laughs> Joy and Cordelia. They're on fire. Uh, which book of the Bible is God not mentioned? If you think you know the answer. You can, although I gotta say, Al's guess was like the best. If, if you're not, that was the best possible guess. It was right, like right there. Um, uh, if you're going to call in 972 445 0770, then uh, additionally, you can call or you can text. I can follow this, just bear with me 214 210 8483. As well, you can send an email, David and he must increase dot org so uh we're gonna get to the caller in a second i want to send you to the website because there's a couple things i want to tell you we are going to be doing new contests that's coming okay that's forthcoming which means it's in, in route don't forget the ambassadors program you just go on the website and it's a video it takes i don't know it takes five minutes and at least you can know what's going on and then if you want bumper stickers or business cards or something like yeah, great we'll send them to you if you don't want them don't get them it's okay Uh, Then the last thing is money, and that's only because we have to pay rent like tomorrow. Uh, Money. And then here, watch this. Money, 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 money. Do it on the website if you can. We appreciate it. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise
2: report?
3: HeMustIncrease.org
2: Looking to give to this ministry?
3: HeMustIncrease.org
2: Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org increase.org! He must increase.org. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm trying to. I mean, it's, that's not you headed home, is it?
3: I hope that's. I hope that's <laughs> not me
1: <laughs> That doesn't. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> it sounds like it didn't go very well. I just want to say. <laughs> just want to say that. Uh, okay, I think Jennifer is out on this. She's on a ledge, right? And it's a whole new. It's a whole new realm.
0: I want new sounds for the jokes, Dave. Is that too much to ask for? Because I love those sounds. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, let's send the caller through. Knock, knock, this is David, who am I talking to? Hello, this is Brother Don. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Brother Don. How are you doing? Well, I think I'm okay. You know, this is
3: a question that, you know, the the moment you say it, I have to answer.
1: Oh, that's... so. You... Oh,
2: I don't know if this is right.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Now, you know... If you're wrong, I'm gonna redirect you until 65 more times until you get it right because that's how we do it. <laughs> All right, so you're gonna you're gonna roll the dice. I'm rolling it with you. Kind of believing for you, pulling for you, uh, hoping you don't get uh, what is it? Uh, was it uh, two ones come up or whatever that is? We're hoping you pull this off here. In which book of the Bible is God not mentioned? Bruce that is an excellent guess, or Esther. That would be the right guess, yeah. though. That <laughs> was one of those two. <laughs> that is exactly correct, and so it's like I'm
3: not doing too bad. Nope, no, no, nope. nope,
1: nope. <laughs> and Al, Al said the exact same thing. I even told him it's just a fa- fabulous guess, and he goes, "I get a B plus," and it's just like that's true because. Well,
3: I'm going to tell you something. This is really important. Okay, need, fire away. People that know these questions. These are people that are in the Word of God. Yes, and I have I had a church that I went
2: to seventeen years ago, and they got us going into a one year Bible program. And I'm, if people don't, if people want to learn
3: more of the Bible, that's what they need to do: is get into a one year Bible program.
1: It's fun. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. I think what people would are missing is. One, there's a reason why that book is hard to read, okay? I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, the, Satan's not sitting there going, oh, please, read more. You know, it's like that's not what he's looking for. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then two, it's absolutely—bibliology, the study of the Bible, is absolutely amazing. I mean, you've got 40 authors from different backgrounds and all these different things. You've got these 66 books, and you have this one thread, if you catch it, from, start, from Genesis 1 on to Revelation 22-21. It's amazing. That's right. It's
2: amazing. Over a period of years. <laughs> yeah.
1: That, it's so amazing, though. It's like To me, it's like, dear human race, Genesis through Revelation, love God. Yeah. I mean, that's just how I look at it. So, excellent. Brilliant. Excellent job on the trip, by the way. That was a great pickup on there. I really appreciate you doing that. <laughs> well, thank you, brother. God All bless right. you. All right. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We just have great audience. Just leave it there. All right. So we uh, got to figure out which direction am I going to go in this. I'm just going to do my best. So we're just going to play it with that. Uh, the big question is, are the gifts for today? That's the big controversial question. Okay. Let's just be honest about it. Uh, I'm going to read you the text where they say it's not for today. Okay. And then we'll examine and see if that text, what merits... So we're gonna. This is gonna be real study now. We're not, you know, we'll do our history in the next years. I mean, this is real study, and the, where do you think? And it's amazing. Where do you think the text is that they're thinking the gifts don't happen anymore today? Of all the places you think they are, it's in 1 Corinthians 13. Now, it's not a coincidence that 13, which is the chapter on love, is in between 12 and 14, which are the two primary passages on the spiritual gifts, which is God's way of saying, if you don't do this in love, I'm not going to help you. That's God's nice way of doing that. But here's the text, and I'm going to read it, and I'm going to show you which portion and what they've done. And, And I'm just going to be honest. I understand. I don't want to hear, well, I've never experienced it. That doesn't mean anything. When somebody says, well, I've never done that, well, congratulations. I've never actually poked myself in the eye with a flaming stick, but I pretty much am sure if I do that, it'll hurt. Whether somebody experienced it or not, whether their spirits are mature, has nothing to do with anything. It has to do with what the Bible says. Okay, that's the bottom line. So we're going to pick it up in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, and this is the text. And this is not to ridicule anybody. This is so you can know where people are coming from. Verse 4, love is patient. Love is kind, love does not envy, it is not boastful, it is not arrogant, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking. Oh, I gotta work on a lot of these. It is not irritable, it does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Okay, got it. Verse eight: love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. So this is point number one, and that is love won't end, but prophecies will come to an end, tongues will come to an end, and knowledge will come to an end. Now I think it's fair to say that nobody would think that knowledge has come to an end since we're continually increasing in knowledge, So and even in biblical theological thought, so not quite yet. But here's where it comes in, verse 9. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. This is the text that is used. And you're thinking, well, how, what do you mean? Because they believe that when the canon came about, the, the, the completion of Scripture, they believe that's what, that is the perfect. The problem is it doesn't say that. <laughs> it's like, that's not what it says. It says when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. What it's saying is when we're done with this temporary partial stuff and the perfect comes, I don't know but for me completeness can, and the word perfect can mean complete, the perfect comes or the complete comes when Jesus comes I, I, I think the rest of the verse gives a little more weight to that when it says, verse 11 when I was a child I spoke like a child I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child when I became a man I put away childish things for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror but then face to face, now I know when part but then i will know fully as i am fully known the majority way over 80 percent of commentators believe that this is a reference to the second coming of jesus christ that that's when perfection comes well at least it does for us there are people that say no it's the canon of scripture my response would be yeah it's a stretch because it doesn't show that it's the canon of Scripture. So the question is, well, then if that's the case and it's not to the second coming, then knowledge doesn't cease, prophecies don't cease, and tongues don't cease until that perfection time comes. And that would be more of a validation for it. Of course, you can always go to Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But more so, you should use Galatians 3, five that says, so again I ask, does God give you his Holy Spirit and work current tense, miracles among you by the works of the law or by you believing what you heard? In other words, is it by faith that these things happen? Yes, it's not by your good good acts or good works. So the idea behind this is to grasp that the theology is more connected to the completion of Scripture. The problem is church history does not bear that out, and the majority of people do not believe that... The perfect has to do with the canon of Scripture, but it has to do with Christ. And I look at that, and I think— well, first of all, I speak in tongues. <laughs> so, 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 so if you're freaking out, yeah, it could be a normal person freaking although I don't know if I'm normal. So that's not really a fair statement. But I mean you of course. But uh and then you don't realize maybe, but you prophesy. We'll get into that when we teach about prophecy, because speaking in prophecy is speaking to edification, exhortation, and comfort. And if you ever spoken the right thing to somebody and you were speaking to their edification, exhortation, and comfort, and you know it was the right word of God. That was prophecy. We'll get to that. We're not doing that yet. What I'm trying to show you is that, of course, it's still open. Does that mean that, that what people do today with all the abuses and stuff, that that's a proper? No. That's totally improper. But does that mean that you should stop fellowship with people who see that as the canon, who see that as the return of Christ? No. This is, Again, this is people that have different interpretations, different hermeneutics. They're not trying to do something wrong. It doesn't make them evil, but I just disagree. My experience was different. I asked the Lord to fill me up with this spirit when somebody told me I to do that, and I walked out of class closet speaking in tongues. I didn't even ask. He didn't ask me. <laughs> he, didn't, he, he didn't go, hey, Dave, what do you think of this? That's how it happened. I, What, I should stop that? No, of course not. But does that mean that I'm more spiritual than other people? No, I'm much more of a sinner than most of you. No, I just know that's true. You don't even have to try. I know that's true. So, what's the real big deal? Is the, is, the, is is the gifts for today? I think the gifts are expressions of God's love, and I think they are for today. I think the church doesn't know how to properly use it. Most churches, and that's why it's easier to stay away from it than to grow into it. That's just what I'm just what I'm saying. I know everybody's brains like going what. Yeah. I don't see it as that being the canon of Scripture, the close of Scripture, and that's what that refers to. I don't see how it could be, but I'm not going to stop fellowshipping with some of the believers because they think that's right. Okay? I bless you in that. Right? And you don't have to operate—you don't have to think the way I think. You have to draw closer to Jesus. That's what you have to do. All right, I'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? All right, Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3. This was the first uh, Psalm that was read to me when I went to Bible college, the very first class I ever took in Bible college a bazillion years ago. Let me just say that. Psalm 46, 1 through 3, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their suffering. Here is something to consider that will be just absolutely a mind blower. How should you and I respond if the earth falls out of its rotation? (laughs) Okay, so... So, my uh, brother in law works for JPL and is actually one of the people that helped write the program that helped land the Mars rover on Mars. He helped write the computer programming. Okay. He's much smarter than me in those realms. Okay. About my age, a little younger, about my age. Very, very intelligent guy. Right. And uh, he's the one I always make a joke, you know, what, what, what keeps the Earth, you know, rotating, and so you'll hear me say uh, that it's on a perfect 23-and-a-half degree, uh, you know, uh, rotation uh, from the moon and from the, the exact rotation from the sun, or it's three mice chasing a piece of cheese in a wheel. <laughs> One of those two. So uh, the idea behind that and that whole story is the Earth is in this absolutely perfect rotation with, uh, with uh, the moon and the sun, and without it, the Earth would go through a free fall. Just even a half a degree off, pfft, it's over. It's all over. I mean, the 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 there would be instant tidal waves. Everything would just be upside down. And if that ever happened. You know, you would know that's the end. Although that's not how the end's going to happen. We already know from Scripture. But here's what the the psalmist is saying: It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter if your world seems like it's upside down. It doesn't matter if it's out of rotation. It doesn't matter if the mountains fall into the sea. It doesn't doesn't matter if the waters roar. God is a refuge, and a refuge is a shelter in a storm. You would first think of a lean-to. That is what a, a shelter in a storm is. So when it's raining, you find a lean-to, you put something on a tree, you put it uh, you know, against something else, and you get under it so you're away from that. And it says that God is a refuge, a strength, an ever-present help, which means he's helpful today, not just when it's all settled in eternity. And there lies a problem for some Christians is they keep thinking, well, in the sweet by and by, everything will get worked out. Well, that is true, that everything will be completely worked out in the sweet by and by, but God is an ever-present help, which means for today and not just for tomorrow. And then the position of the psalmist is, therefore, 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 in other words, it's a conclusion. So God is our refuge and strength, okay? So he's our lean-to in a storm. He's our ever-present help. Therefore, I don't have to be afraid. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. Getting ready for our last trivia question. Well, I can already tell people are scratching their heads. And how I can tell is there's more uh there's more hair all over the microphone than normal. Okay. Uh which book says to everything there is a season. Which book in the Bible says to everything there is a season. If you think you know 9724450770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We have to do history because when I do the history things, and if I don't do them, they don't get used for a year. So we're doing history. Go ahead and play the history.
0: Let's go, let's
1: All right. Now, I do have a problem. Today is the 26th or the 26th? 26th or 27th? 26. 26. It is Wednesday, right? Yep. Yeah. All day? All day. It's not going to change till midnight, then, right? Today is National Pretzel Day. Ooh. Well, yummy. Yeah. And you know what I like? I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> I, I like all kinds of pretzels. I really like pretzels where they have, like, the peanut butter in them, like those little like – the little – for you get for the store. But I love, like, a Wetzel's pretzel. Like a like a hot pretzel that has, got like, garlic. Especially when so, it's warm. Oh, Give me a little butter on it, Dave. so oh. good. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll just move on now. Uh, let's see. A couple other things. Uh, sadly, on this day in 1989, Lucille Ball uh, passed away from I Love Lucy fame. Uh, 1962, NASA's Ranger 4 spacecraft crashed into the moon. Uh, I think they were shooting for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think That's, they were I'm
1: aiming all, for I'm it. Hard to miss, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Boom! Got it! Uh, And then uh, on this day, uh, although uh, it escapes me, it is supposed to be called the Richter scale day. Richter scale uh, measures the amount of energy released by an earthquake by measuring the magnitude of seismic waves produced by the earthquake. The Richter scale goes from zero to nine. And so uh, in scale, each increase in number represents the earthquake 10 times more powerful an earthquake, a 4.5 earthquake can damage buildings and structures. A 7 is severe, severe and catastrophic and levels everything. So, wow. there you go. So you learned some stuff on the show, right? Okay. <laughs> well, some stuff anyway. All right, so we're talking about spiritual gifts and I'm just trying to share I'm all I'm trying to do is keep it simple enough for everybody to get there's something they that believe that spiritual gifts have have ceased. And you know what? I don't have a problem with that. I know you – no, no, I don't believe that. I just don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with Christians who are following hard after the Lord, spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer, spending time in fellowship, doing missionary work. I don't have a problem with it. they don't have the exact same theology as me. They're trying to advance the kingdom of God. Fantastic. And most of them – and I've I've interviewed – Hundreds. They don't have a problem with me. I'm not sitting there trying to say, believe my way, believe my way. I mean, that's just all of that's just like, that's what's childish. That's the stuff that should be put away. But for those that are interested and like, well, I really want to kind of explore and get a little more into this, I'm going to make this as simple as possible and say to you that, that it's important to understand God's mindset. He wants you to understand about spiritualness. He doesn't want you to be ignorant. He wants you to, He doesn't want you to be afraid any more than he wants you to be afraid of the book of Revelation. Does he want you to be afraid of that book? No. He wrote it. It's in the scriptures for a reason. It's part of what we do. And so we shouldn't have a fear of it. We should kind of grow in that process and grow in that knowledge. Even 1 Corinthians 14.1, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit. It's what it says. You can't change that. Well, that didn't mean then. Well, I guess the whole thing in communion in that, in that same book doesn't mean anything. It's like, you can't do that. You can't just pick and choose what you want. But... First Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 12one through 6 says this, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who's speaking by the Spirit says Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now, what you got to catch, because you know me, I love these little things, is in 1 Corinthians 12:4 through 6, it talks about the Holy Spirit, it talks about the Lord Jesus Christ, and it talks about God the Father. So it talks about the Trinity, which I always think is so – I just love stuff like that. But how you get involved or grow in that is you don't ask for you to be a superstar or anything. Here's what you do. You just ask for the Lord to show up and for you to be sensitive. And people say, well, that could open you up to the devil. So then when you pray to God, Satan can answer? If you ask God to be saved and Satan can answer, nobody would ever get saved. That's absurd. You don't pray to the Lord and, well, now the devil's going to interfere with it. No, he's not. God says, yes, no, maybe hold. That's how it goes. And people are like, well, no, there's a whole other group of people that think if you don't speak in tongues, Satan can stop the prayer. That's absurd. That's absurdity. And then you think, I'm going to ask God for something, and it's like, and Satan's going to answer for him. You're not asking. If you're asking for your flesh, for yourself, for your sin, that's one thing. But if you're asking and saying, I want to grow and develop in the kingdom of God, I want to be a participant, I want to be used. Do you know those times where the Lord has those divine appointments in your life? Those are miracles. Do you know those times when the Lord does something just lights out fantastic and you can't even explain it, that's a miracle. You know, when you speak those encouraging words, that's a miracle. When you love your enemy, that's a miracle. Stop thinking this stuff. What's a bigger miracle than a dead man's spirit being born again? It's the biggest miracle of all. They come alive to God. So when you're involved in that, you're not involved in a spiritual gift, of course you are. You're a participant in partnership with God, doing powerful things that change people's lives. Cool. I don't know why it has to go under a box, but it's fine. Here's what I'm trying to say. Ask the Lord to show up. Hey, Lord, if you want to do anything, I just want to be aware. I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to probably share this, and I don't know about tomorrow, but we'll share this pretty soon. I've had, uh, so 45 years, I've had two periods out of that 45 years where I would venture to say the Holy Spirit was popping all over the place. I mean just like I mean, you'll you'll hear, you'll be like, oh wow. Well. And it was not deniable. But it's only happened twice. But it happened. And it was powerful. And people got saved. And that that's what you gotta care about. Okay? All right. All right, who, uh, I'm sorry, what book has to everything there is a season? Which is a big hint on all this stuff as well. And the answer is for the book is Ecclesiastes. That goes back to our first thing. Okay? All right, great job, by everybody. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Going to take a 22 and a half hour break, and we're going to come back. More Insanity but Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the
0: preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.